Good morning. Thank you very much for being with us this morning. I hope you enjoyed our kids program this morning. I love watching our kids uh, sing and speak and worship the Lord. We have a great time on Wednesday nights with Kids for Truth uh, doing the same thing. And it's great to see them be able to get up, at, up in, in the auditorium uh, and be able to sing and, and worship the Lord with us uh, this morning. Uh, pray for Pastor Jay. Uh, he and his family are traveling. Uh, they left midweek and they'll be back uh, sometime the next couple of days, uh, just taking a little bit of time to get away. And so pray for them over these next couple of days as they continue to travel. Uh, if you are here for the first time, Welcome. Thank you for being with us. Our, our service obviously a little bit different this morning, uh, but in the pew in front of you, there's a, a card with a QR code, kind of like the picture behind me. If you would just take a moment and scan that, uh, answer the two or three questions, we would love to have a record of your being here with us, and then uh, Pastor Jay and I will be able to reach out to you this week and, and answer any questions that you might have. So again, thank you very much for uh, being with us this morning. Uh, next Sunday is Easter. Uh, we will have it a little bit different. We will not have a 9.30 hour next week. Uh, we'll only be meeting in the auditorium at 10.30 for our morning service. Uh, however, there will be coffee and donuts available at 9.30 from 9.30 to 10.15. Uh, so come out for that. That'll be over in the atrium. Uh, just one more date I want you to put on your calendar mentally in your brain. Our Vacation Bible School this year is July 10th through the 14th. Uh, we've been learning the songs with our kids on Sunday morning in the 2nd through 5th grade. Uh, we introduced them to uh, Kids for Truth a couple weeks ago and started them in school chapels last week. Uh, so Jan uh, July 10th through the 14th, we will need a lot of help uh, for Vacation Bible School. So if you can keep those dates on your calendar, it would be awesome. Now one more thing. Our kids, our high school kids for Wilmington Christian Academy traveled to Bob Jones this past week to participate in the fine arts contest. Um, last week, you may remember Pastor Jay read a long list of, of people who won on the state level. Well, they went to Bob Jones. We had several that won on the national level. Uh, some 3,000 plus kids that come and, and perf um, do their, their different things from all over the country. And so uh, Greta Fennell got second place in her religious reading. Uh, Kelsey Alks, second place in oral interpretation of Scripture. Uh, our choral group placed second as well. And our large vocal ensemble placed third. Uh, Pastor West and Julie Rickard and Scott Breyer doing a lot of the music stuff. Uh, Christy Alks with art. She had one of her uh, kids placed first in oil painting. Uh, Kirsten Beauclair doing a lot of the speech stuff. So again, thank you to them and all the work that they put in. And congratulations to our kids. We had several other WCA kids that won that uh, are not from our church. Uh, but those are the ones here from our church. So if you see them around today, make sure you tell them congratulations for uh, the job well done. And if you would like to hear them, you have an opportunity. This Tuesday, April 12th at 7 p.m. right here in the auditorium, our middle school and high school will be doing their fine arts uh, uh, concert. And so we would love to invite you to come and join us uh, this Tuesday, 7 p.m. here in the auditorium uh, to join us for our middle school and high school fine arts contest. Knowing that I would not have a great deal of time this morning, I kind of wanted to, to bounce off of our kids' program. <clears throat> they sent me a copy of it a week or so ago, and I was reading through it and looking at the different songs and the different... Um, I'm going to move some of these because... I'm going to step on him and trip, and, and that would be funny for you. Um, and, and so 
I was kind of looking at their program and looking at the different things that, that they were going to be singing and speaking. And, and of course, it's the Easter story. And, and as I was, was reading through it, I kept coming back to one song, one question. They asked us this question multiple times in the song, and that is the song and the question, is he worthy? And there's a resounding yes at the end of that. Yes, he is worthy. But have you ever thought about it? Have you ever put yourself in that position and thought, is he worthy? And what is he worthy of if he is worthy? So I sat down this week and I started jotting some notes down. Started jotting some notes down. Why do I believe that Christ is worthy? And we'll talk about some of those in a few minutes. And then I started making a more personal list. Why I believe he's worthy. Not just generic, but personally to me. Why is he worthy? And I would challenge you at the end of this message, maybe sometime this week, to sit down and do that. And then I made another list. What is he worthy of? And your mind, when you begin to think through this, and you begin to go through scriptures, you're just flooded with, with answers and responses. And at the end, you can't help but worship. You can't help but praise God for who he is and what he's done. And so we ask the question, is he worthy? Obviously, the answer is a resounding yes. And why is he worthy? I wrote down a couple of things. He created us. We go back to Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, and we read about creation. We're studying that in Kids for Truth, the truths of God's creation. And God spoke and created the world, and he spoke, and the, the stars and the sun and the moon came into existence. He spoke, and the plants came into existence. He spoke, and the animals came into existence. But he came, and he formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into him life. That's awesome. God created us. Job tells us, before I was even born, you formed me. You knew all about me. And so the God who created the universe cares about you, is concerned for you. He gave us life. He sustains life. Colossians 1.17, he is before all things, and in him all things are held together. God didn't just start creation and let it roll. He continues to hold it together. He continues to sustain life, to sustain the world. Revelation 4.11, worthy are you, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will, they exist and were created. Why is he worthy? Because he created us and he sustains us. But not only is he worthy because he created us and sustains us, but because he loves us. The love of God is unmatched, unparalleled, uncomprehensible. We cannot know the depth and breadth and height of the love of God, as Paul tells us. 
But if we can think about it for a few minutes. Romans tells us he loved us when we were still sinners. When we didn't even care about him. He still loved us. That's amazing. You think about people that you don't know. We may feel sorry. We may feel pity. But do we truly love those people? I don't know. But God loved us. When we were sinners, when we were his enemies, he still loved us. Psalm 63, 3 and 4. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. That should be our desire. When we think of the love of God and we think of what he has done for us, in his love, God is love. Nothing can be separated from the love of God. All of his attributes are wrapped up in his love. We have grace and mercy and justice because of his love. He's worthy. We should give him that worth because of his love. Take that a step further, and we come to John 3, 16, and it says, For God so loved the world, he gave his son. He's worthy because he died on the cross for us. He gave his life for you. So you could have salvation. Some of the other songs that the the kids sang talked about that. He didn't die and then stay dead. He rose from the grave, which is what we celebrate next week on Easter. And as the three little kids got up here right at the end and said, He is alive. That's worth celebrating. But not just once a year on Easter. All year long, he created us. He loves us. He died for us. Revelation 5, 9 says, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. The song that they sang, He is Worthy, a lot of the scripting comes from Revelation chapter 5. When John is watching the scene in heaven and the, the, the God has the scroll with the seals on it and there's nobody able to open the seals. And John says, I began to weep loudly because nobody could be found to open the seals. And somebody steps forward and says, stop weeping because the lamb who was slain is worthy to open the seals. The, the, the lion of Judah, he is worthy. And it goes on there and it says he is worthy because he was slain and his blood ransomed us. He died for us and he provides us salvation. We cannot have salvation apart from his death, burial, and resurrection. There is no salvation found anywhere else. People today try to find salvation in so many other things. And people try to work for their salvation. Or they try to do enough good deeds that they outweigh the bad. That does not work. The only way we can get salvation is through Christ. And is through what he has done for us. Again, he created us. He loved us. He died for us. He provides a way of salvation for us. We could go on and on. Again, if we went through my whole list, we'd be here all afternoon. And I promise you we're not going to do that. Why is he worthy? Those are just four reasons why he's worthy. And again, I challenge you, make, a known, make your own list. Put some reasons down. Go through the scriptures. Put re- personal reasons. 
You know, I was looking at, 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 at my own life, and uh, May 1st, Amber and I and Talia will have been here on staff for six years. I still say I'm new around here. I don't know why. Um, but it's been six years. And I looked back at that time and that transition that, that we had from Connecticut to Wilmington. And some of the struggles that we went through and some of the, the difficulties that, that, that were posed because of that transition. And I look back at that and I see God's hand. Now we can't always see it while we're going through. And on my personal list, I see he is worthy because of some of those things that he did for me personally. And, the, and the, the care that he took of me and the things that he taught me. So look at your own life. Don't just be generic, but make some, a list of some personal things. What God has done in your life, in your situation that makes him worthy. Well, if he is worthy, again, the song came with the resounding yes at the end. Yes, he is worthy. Uh, it's a song, I believe it's written by, by Chris Tomlin, if you have not heard it. Um, if he is worthy, and we said he is, then what is he worthy of? We kind of have to ask that question. We have to follow up with that. Because if he's worthy, he has to be worthy of something. So the first thing I came up with was he is worthy of our worship. Now, when we hear the word worship, we often think of a service. This is our worship service. Or we think of a style of music. Well, I don't want to worship that way, or that's different. That's not worship to me because it's a style. Now, those may all play part of it. But worship is ascribing worth to somebody. Giving him what he... I don't know if you could see some of the kids down here. But some of them were moving while they were singing. And some of them, they, they, had their, they were just, just yes, and, and they were singing, and they, you, their whole body was into it because they were worshiping. And sometimes as we get older, we're just like, oh, we can't do that. It's cute when you're that age. But we get, we get caught up in who we are, and sometimes when it, when it comes here to this worship, we then overlook God's worthiness because of our own self-perceived self-worth. And we get focused on self and, and stop worshiping. He is worthy of our worship, to give something or someone worth. Place anything, God or otherwise, into a place of priority is what worship is. If you look up the definitions, there's a variety of them. So hopefully it is God that we are placing as a priority. And if he is a priority, that will demand then our worship. Not just on Sunday mornings at 1030. Not just at Easter and Christmas time. But every single day, 24-7, as the saying goes. That should be our worship. Everything we do should be geared around him. The verse in 1 Corinthians, Paul tells us, if you're eating or drinking, two basic things of life. I always tell the kids, you walk by the water fountain, and you stop and you grab a quick drink. 
to the glory of God. Oftentimes you do it because I'm thirsty. But whether you're eating or drinking everything, that's how our focus should be on worship for him. So he's worthy of our worship. He's also worthy of our love. Sometimes we get caught up with the words, I love you. If you think back of how many times you've used those words, maybe back in middle school, high school, there was that significant other, I love you. I will never live the rest of my life without you. And like six weeks later, it's somebody else. It's your flavor of the month or whatever it is. God's love is not like that. Our love for God should not be like that. But you know what? Sometimes it is fickle. Sometimes it kind of hinges on what he's doing for us at the moment. But if he truly is worthy, and we've said he is, then he is worthy of our undivided love. There's a song that talks about understanding the love of a mother for a child. And once you have children, you kind of get that. If you don't have kids, that's a concept that is so difficult to understand. Waking up in the middle of the night, cleaning vomit and whatever out of the bed because that's love. And we can understand a little bit of, a lo- of, of love from a mother to a child, but understanding God's love is unfathomable. It's way more than that. And our love for God needs to be that way. Not fickle, not changing with the circumstances, not, well, I, I, I don't feel good today, so I'm not going to express love. All-encompassing. If he is worthy, he's worthy of our love. A choice. We make a choice to love. Love is not strictly an emotion. There's emotion involved, but it's a choice. And if we choose to love, that means we are choosing to please. Because that's what love is. Oftentimes, pleasing the other person, doing what they would like us to do is all wrapped up in love. So he's worthy of our worship, he's worthy of our love, he's worthy of our devotion. The word devotion refers to loyalty or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. You want to cause a riot? Talk about Duke in North Carolina in March. I mean, in school, a couple weeks ago, it, it, you, I walked in for chapel on Monday morning. Who were you going for? Who did you want to win? It, 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 there's a lot of enthusiasm. There's a lot of devotion. In Connecticut, it was the Red Sox Yankees. Here, Duke, North Carolina. I mean, it, it, and we understand that. We get passionate about that. But do we have that same devotion towards the Lord? Are we that passionate of, about our sports teams? Are we that passionate about Sunday morning? Are we that passionate about the Easter egg hunt? Are we that passionate about VBS? Again, oftentimes our, our passion is kind of limited to Sunday morning at 1030. But if we truly love God, if he is truly worthy and he is truly worthy of our devotion, it's not just a one hour a week thing. It's every day, every hour. He is worthy of our loyalty, our enthusiasm. He's also worthy of our obedience. 
John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. We touched on this just a minute ago. The commands of God are pretty clear in the scriptures. Oh, there's some things that are grayer. There's some things we may disagree on. But if we truly love God, we will keep his commandments. We will do the things he said. If you have children, you may have experienced this. You tell them something to do, they do the exact opposite. You're like, why? I don't know. Do you love me? Yeah. Then why don't you honor? Why don't you do what you're supposed to do? And then you start thinking about God as our father. And we do that to him all the time. And I can just imagine him saying, you're my child. Do you love me? Well, I say I do. Then we need to act it. We need to demonstrate that. If he's worthy, again, and yes, we've said over and over, he is worthy. He is worthy of our love, which means keeping his commandments. Doing those things that he has asked us to do, that he has told us to do, because that evidences our love. Just like Lily a few moments ago, evidenced her desire. She wanted to tell everybody here that she's accepted Christ as her Savior, as a, as a public evidence of baptism. Our love shows others. When we love God, it's visible. It radiates that. We owe our worship, our love, our devotion, our obedience. And lastly, you can kind of boil it down to we own our lives. We really do. Romans 12, 1 talks about we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice. This is our reasonable or standard service. There's really nothing too great that God could ask you to do. Oh, it may be scary. It may involve some personal sacrifices. Maybe missionaries that go halfway around the world, but it doesn't have to be. It could be just being a missionary to your neighbors. But our lives, and again, so many times, we have our own perceived self-worth that puts a barrier for us serving God and loving God and dedicating our lives to serving God. I hope these kids, our prayer for these kids that sang a few minutes ago, that this will be their life. That they're, they're being taught and trained and they will continue to stay with that and love God. I love to talk to these kids. I love that part of my, my job and, and, and working with the kids and hearing them and, and listening to their love and their desires. And as adults, sometimes you need to just get back to being in touch, being a kid. And share that and allow that emotion, allow that, that, that love to pour out. The scriptures teach that it's when, when, when our love shows forth, it affects other people. David tells us in Psalms that it, it, it's our joy can have a dramatic effect on others. Is he worthy? Yes, he is. He is. Take a few moments this week, jot down some things for your own self. Maybe take a moment and listen to the song. Use it as your family devotions and talk about some things. Why is he worthy? And if he is, what's he worthy of? And what are you going to do about it? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning.
Thank you for the kids, for their heart. Thank you for the ladies that worked with them. Lord, we do pray that you will be with our children as they continue to grow, Lord, that you will continue to guide them in your way. Lord, help us as adults that we will worship you. And Lord, that we will give our lives to you. 